When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. Yo, what's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my Chris Powell, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. Before we get into this episode, make sure to hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe if you're listening on any audio listening platform. Now let's get into it. John, my guy, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Life is good, man. The the weather is still beautiful somehow. Mm-hmm. Sitting here November 8th in New York City. The Jets are 6-3 and three going into the bye week. Shout out to Claudio for mentioning that on the Knicks episodes. We're going to mention that on our Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Jets are 6-3. and three. Uh, I mean, every, what else can go? Nothing could hold me down. And the fact that the Knicks are staying even, Steven, and <laughs> we'll get into all that, uh, makes me happy. The Rangers are working on their comeback. They got their retro logos. We got Nick's Kith Night coming up on Friday. We're going to the Brooklyn Nets next game coming up here. Honestly, man, I'd never have felt this good in my life in November, especially not coming off of like a World Series win or something, you know, in 09. You know, I, I've never felt this good in November. How you doing? Doing well, man. Jets are six and three. You know, six and three, bro. We just beat the, we just beat the best in the AFC. So we good. If you haven't checked it out and you're a Jets fan, listen to this next episode. Make sure to go check out the rapid reaction where we beat the almost Canada Orchard Park Buffalo Bills. Yes. It's all good. We all good here in Jets land. Six and three, baby. And I'm calling it right now. We're going to New England. We're beating the shit up, beating the shit. Uh, New England in New England. I'm you gotta right tell now. me twice, my man. You gotta tell me twice. <clears throat> Bill Belichick called CJ Mosley, one of the best linebackers in the league. I oh, sign me up, man. Sign me up. You saw that? You saw that video flo- floating around where he saw uh Boyer lifting up the the, the 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 card saying we're gonna do this, and then the onside kick. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then he called a timeout, and then he yeah. miraculously knew exactly what our trick <laughs> onside kick was gonna be. I know, but I'm telling you, man, I I couldn't be happier. In November, man. And listen, can I? Of course, it has a lot to do with the Jets. But listen, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you straight up right now. It has a lot to do 
We're just shutting everybody up about the Knicks, man. We all we are are 500 and everyone that had anything to say about the Knicks has just been dead wrong already. And the Knicks haven't done anything spectacular. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've done nothing impressive. I'm not, I'm not really happy with, with the Knicks in general. Uh, you know, as a fan, as someone who talks about the Knicks, you know, every day, uh, at the games, I'm not happy with them. But to be honest with you, even being average, they are shutting everybody up, man. So I'm, I'm hyped, dude. What, what's, what's your take? I mean, you're, you're on the Knicks fan TV, uh, you know, post game every day, sometimes on the pregames. I mean, you're all over. You, you're in tune with all the fans constantly all day. Like, what's, what's your take so far? With the Knicks and what's the what's the what's the beat of, of the of the fan base? The, they're they're calling you, they're yelling at you every day. Like what's uh what's what, how they feeling? Hey man, look, I actually just did a game preview today uh, with Matt Brooks. We previewed actually tomorrow's matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. Well, That's tonight, gonna, tonight if you're listening, tonight tonight if you listen to this <clears throat> against the Brooklyn Nets. It was a good conversation, so make sure to go check that out. You can go find me over there on post game. You can go check out the articles over there too. Weekly, the whole spiel over at Knicks Fan TV. Got the whole whole spiel going on. How are fans feeling, man? I mean, it depends who you talk to. If you talk to Jose from Puerto Rico, you think uh <laughs> this team is going to be in hell for the next thirty years. So I don't want to hear about that. You know, we but, talk to Jay Boogie. Salute, salute, salute. The Knicks are on the way. Three capital S's, bro. Salute, salute, salute. <laughs> three capital S's. Shout out to Jay Boogie, awesome dude. You know. Nick's, you know, he keeps it real. You know, you have, you have fans that keep it real. Fans that are like <laughs> pessimistic, optimistic, all over the place. We all got our, we all got our corners of hives that we're trying to promote over here. Make sure everyone gets the fair representation, you know, uh, whatever, whether it's Obi hives, Randall hives, Cam hives. It's, uh, it's all over the place right now. And I, you know what? This, the fan base is all over the place because this team is kind of all over the place, even though they're five and five. The way they've gotten to five and five, it's there's nights that we watch where it's like, are you going to show up tonight? There's nights where they show up and they just get outscored because the other team is just, you know, in they were just like out of body experience shooting threes like the Boston Celtics. You're playing a team that doesn't have James Harden and Joel Embiid. You're like, are we really doing this? Are we really just mucking it up in Philadelphia for no reason? Like, there's just so many things going on. Tim, Tim, Tom Thibodeau changed the rotation. It's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on with the Knicks. It's kind of why five and five is just honestly five and five right now. It's, it's fine. It's fine for how they got to five and five. I would say it's a little unorthodox to begin the season, but they're at five and five. It's the team that we said they are who we thought they were. This is what we're seeing right now. They're not a contender. They're not the worst. So I'm right there in the middle, man. They're going to be competing. That's it. All right. Well, I mean, if you look at the actual numbers and how even we are, it's almost predictable, right? Uh, video producer Greg gave us a stat before we started, say the Knicks are undefeated against teams below 500, winless against teams above 500, which is not yeah. great. Uh, the Knicks are, uh, four and four against the East to one and one against the West. In October, they're three and three. In November, they're two and two. They've scored 1,150 points. They've let up 1,150 points. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's predictable. I, I agree with you, but I'm going to push back a little bit in that they are who we thought they were because they're doing, although they're average, right? Although they're even, but although they're exactly 500, 
it's just a completely different style of basketball. Like you mentioned it real quick with the Tibbs rotations. I mean, completely different rotations, completely different basketball for, for, you know, Julius Randle. I don't care what anyone says. Even the biggest Evan Fournier hater could not have seen this, you know, poor play coming from, uh, Evan Fournier to start. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson's okay. You know, RJ, no problem. Nothing spectacular there, but Cam Reddish. Like he's stepping up, like just just weird figures every single game. Like Hardenstein, I was I was talking to you before you, the worst player in in the entire game or the best player in the entire game. I mean, they're just they're just doing it so unconventionally. And to be honest with you, it makes it fun to watch. It's not it's not just when we lose really bad. I feel like it is just Randall ISOs, but that's because we ask for it, right? But every game. For the last Who two years, it? it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking for it. Who's asking for that? <laughs> well, no, I'm the, the, well, the players, the players, oh. when it's like, when it's like, when there's four seconds off on the shot clock and you just throw it to Julius Randle and you leave him alone, what do you expect to happen? You know what I mean? He's going to, no, that's fair. That's fair up. enough. So that's why we've been saying we just need him to get a point guard and he was, re- he's responded. I mean, a couple of games this year already, he's, he's played that ISO stuff. He gets excited. Even last, even literally last game, I know he dropped 30 and it was exciting, but there were some plays I was like, Julius, like, you're annoying me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the Julius, uh, I'm just <laughs> for the last two years, it feels like. And I'm telling last game, I was starting to get annoyed. I was like, dude, we're going to, we're going to blow this lead again. And if the Knicks blew a huge lead again, we would have been here talking about disaster. We would have been here probably talking about Tibbs firing. Wow, really? So you think you think you think he's on the hot seat like that? I think uh after how the hot if you have back to back games like how it was against Atlanta, yes. But I think if if you're talking about if you <clears throat> it would have been worse if it was like Atlanta, then you was to like the Sixers and the way that they were and you just couldn't beat them. I feel like that that would have been a bad loss, man. Especially with no Harden and Embiid, that would have been. Yeah, a really you can't, bad loss. you you can't, you can't lose like the Knicks with who, with who they have on paper is better than what the Sixers had Friday night. Oh, was that the first Grimes game? That was the first Grimes game of the regular season. So I mean, like we have to be hyped about that too. There's like motivation, you know, on the rotation side, right? The, the, yeah. the minutes get more stringent. Everyone is trying to, you know, get with the quote unquote starting lineup. You know, yeah. that was supposed to be the beginning of the year. There was, it was unexcusable if we were to lose that game. Yeah. But I think if it was another, if it was, if the Knicks lost to the Timberwolves after having another lead, like, like, like they had against Atlanta. And then you go into a night where you're playing Brooklyn and you lose against Brooklyn, you know, and then you, and you continue going down the stretch of just losing games. <laughs> well, being up and then losing, it's not even just losing. It's being up by double digits and then blowing leads, right? That's where I could totally agree with you. That falls on the head coach. But that's the thing. So like, that's the, like, if you lost to like Minnesota, right? After having a double digit lead, you're going to lose to Brooklyn with just a Kevin, like we're talking about Kevin Durant and a bunch of role players. Not just double digit, bro. We're talking about 20 plus, like not yeah, like 10, 11. We're talking no, about like, that, yeah, that's what we, yeah, let's be more specific. We had 23 point lead against Atlanta. If we lost another 20 plus point lead against Minnesota, right? When they didn't even show up to play, they didn't show up to play at all until like, the third quarter, like, ah, we'll try. So it doesn't look too bad. You know what I mean? Minnesota stinks, bro. I'm but if you lose, it, I've been preaching it. Minnesota stinks, but go ahead. But if you lose to Brooklyn, that's why I said, man, the whole, they, they, they got fleeced for the Rudy Gobert trade. That's why I keep saying they got fleeced, bro. They got fleeced. Uh, you lose to Brooklyn with just a Kevin Durant and role players and then you get Detroit. And if you lose to Detroit and then you have OKC and Utah, 
that stretch of games right there, like these are the best team in the league. We're talking about winnable games over here, man. We're talking about winnable games. If you're, if you're Tom Thibodeau, a guy who's known to be overprepared, have his guys ready to go, and then you lose these stretch of games, especially starting off the week, say you, you blew, blew a lead to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and it was 20 point. You're talking hot seat right there. There's no way. There's just no okay. way, man. He was okay. he was already he was already in the uh, paper last year, right? We had the whole worldwide west, everybody else coming out like, eh, we don't know about this guy. Hey, let's let's see. You know, front offices get two chances for two coaches. I agree. I agree. But it didn't happen. We avoided disaster. It did not happen. So what's your take? What's your take on Tibbs, man? What's your so you you just mentioned, well, you know, man, you, already already last year. They're talking about how he could be fired. We're talking about if you blow, you know, if you blow that second game, he could he could always be fired that day. But he's been doing well. That's the reality of the situation, and he's and he's giving us the fans what we want, right? He's, I mean, obviously he was out of desperation versus the the Wolves with Mitch Robinson. How we'll talk about that huge shock there, right? In Philadelphia, Robinson. that was also out of desperation. Some of those moves, man. Like, yeah, we had to keep, we but had he's to doing keep... it. But he's doing it. I mean, like, and, listen, and and some of the stuff desperate. is sticking. The New York Knicks have been desperate for for, for, for way longer than this season, man. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's been stringent with it. And we've kind of just been like in Tibbs we trust. And because you kind of have to, you can, you can yell and scream about it and cry about it and count, you know, Quickly's minutes and whatever, Cam Reddish's minutes. But it's just in Tibbs we trust. This year, he's, he, he's having the same issues, in my opinion. It's the same issues. It's the center position. We're getting out rebounded. Right. We're getting, uh, we can't hit a free throw. <laughs> We're hot and cold from the three point line. It's the same issues, but he's changing it up. He's giving us Randall and Obi. He's giving us Cam Reddish. He's benching Evan Fournier. And honestly, Grimes is doing nobody any favors. He's not doing himself any favors. He's not doing Tibbs any favors. Who's not he's doing, not doing, doing any, any favors? You say Grimes? Yeah. <laughs> he took the yeah, man. I mean, I can't, I, Tibbs is having a tough, Tibbs has a tough hand. Like even, even from, from day one till now, he's been every single, like, like maybe it's like a three or five, five stud poker where you keep switching out cards. He's getting a bad card every time, man. Like it's just every single night. It's just bad news, but we're, we're working through. Yeah. And you know, like there's a lot to unpack with like what Tibbs has to deal with, with the rotations. Like I've been giving him, him, I've been preaching it, man. Like last week was a tough week for rotations. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta game was tough. Philly, it was ugly, but you can't, you can't look at it saying, Hey, he didn't, he didn't figure something out saying, look, we tried the Obi Randall thing and that's sticking. You know, you could say thanks, unfortunately, thanks to Mitchell Robinson injury, but now we're seeing, now we're seeing Obi Randall pairing and it's worth, it's paying dividends. It's been positive. You, you win against the Philadelphia 76 with that lineup and you have, them winning against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, you could throw out the Boston Celtics because the Celtics just dropped, scored 27. He made 27 threes, shot over 50% from three, which was insane. Like, I don't care what team you are. If someone's dropping that on you. You're not, you're not winning. when you watch time. the Knicks shoot threes, dude, and you're like, how are these two teams playing the same game? Yeah. <laughs> no, like the Knicks were actually hitting threes that night too, which was even that more, night. Was, yeah. It's just like, it's just, it's just so. I don't know, man. I, maybe call but, me old school in this one specific thing, but living and dying by the three pointer, specifically with this team that doesn't have the best three point shooters, I, it, it's driving me nuts. We're, we're gonna get into some topics about this. We're gonna get some topics. We're, we're gonna get some uh, to the to another segment we're doing. 
uh, in a bit about that. But for Tibbs, man, like I've been liking the rotations for, for what I see as of, as of late when he started. I like the staggering. You like how RJ's playing with the second unit. Even Randall's playing with the second unit, how he's working Hartenstein into the starting unit when Mitch was healthy to get some more offense from the center. Quickly would be the first guard off the bench to play with next to Jalen Brunson. You're seeing some Brunson Derrick Rose minutes for extended. We're seeing extended minutes of, of these staggered rotations. I'm happy about it because it's a new, you're getting guys acclimated with, with playing next to each other on the court, right? They have to. At some point, if you get into the plan, you're going to have to throw out the entire kitchen sink sometimes if something's not going your way and just getting ready for it, man. Some things don't, some things will work. And we're seeing that right now with the Obi Randall and it's getting more minutes, man. There was a stat floating around out there right now. And it, I, I just take it not that. It's it's at Obi Toppin when he plays twenty plus minutes a game. The Knicks are three and zero when he plays twenty plus minutes. I'm not saying that that's like I'm not saying like it's causation correlation, huh? Is correlation causation here? I guess. In the, in my this? my thought process is that he's been the most efficient. We're talking if we're talking about efficient, he's been the most efficient with his minutes, scoring wise, shooting wise. Yep. He's been the most efficient Knicks, the most consistent and efficient Nick, and effective. Is Jalen Brunson by far? I mean, he's the best player on the yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, without question. And yo, I'm just gonna take one second here to say thank God we draft, we signed Jalen Brunson because Ooh. we would be sitting in the exact spot that we feared, where we didn't sign uh, Van Fleet because it was quote unquote too much money, and then literally ten games in, we're like, wow, we're the dumbest people in the world we well, should have like, signed Van Vliet <laughs> or like we didn't trade for Kyle Lowry it would be like well Van Vliet didn't sit down with us but it's like even the thought of like not even extending and trying to you know persuade him to come over here was but, but that was the question with us yeah. like do we want to pay him you know 22 million yes, amongst too the much? fan base yeah yeah and now it's even like was... the Chris Paul situation right it's like oh should we pay Chris Paul it's like yes uh, then 10 games in, Chris... you're like oh my goodness we are, I'm, I'm jealous of a you know the leadership of a point guard. Look what he does. And thank God we got Jalen Brunson. I don't care that his dad's on the team. I don't care that his agent is Leon. I don't care. Thank God Jalen Brunson's on this team. Like he makes everyone Best. better. Look at Julius Randle, dude. Look at him. Look at his face. Dude, Julius Randle waiting. I know this is completely innocuous. Julius Randle waiting after a timeout in the fourth quarter yesterday just for Jalen Brunson to come to the bench. Like he wouldn't go to the bench until Jalen Brunson came, dude. Like, what? A, what a one eighty, and that just means one thing: Jalen Brunson is the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he has he's the man. The man the he's, no, he's, he, he's the coolest guy in the room, which he is the, hilarious because you wouldn't think it just looking at him. He's like a quiet, humble guy, backup point guard, too short, Villanova, dad's on the team. You know, his his agent is is, is the GM's son. Like, there's so much like so much negative to say about him. He's the coolest guy in the room. If Julius Randle all of a sudden is like waiting for him to come back, and he's a baller, he's the nastiest basketball player, and in my opinion, from looking at from afar, he's the coolest guy in the room. Oh, I'm, I'm hyped with Jalen Bronson, man. I don't disagree with, with any of those points that you made. And the other thing I would say about, about Brunson too is that he has the command of the locker room because no one in the locker room has done what he's done. <laughs> no one, no one in the locker room has dropped 30 and 40 points during a playoff game against Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. No one in that locker room has made it past top Phoenix Suns <laughs> in the Western Conference. No one in that locker room has gone to a conference final 
he has done all of that. So when he walks into the room and you see how cool, calm, collected he is, he's a guy that's leadership by, you know, by showing, you know, by, by putting in the work, working hard. Players respect that. And, and uh, we would have lost to Charlotte a hundred percent without him. And we man, we would have lost percent. We, we would have lost 100%. a lot of games. A I'm lot saying of those two, those two guaranteed. Like we would, we probably would have been sitting here with the Detroit win, Orlando win. And that's it. Maybe like the Minnesota questionable Orlando win. Honestly, a questionable Orlando win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. You're right. So, so like I'm just. Uh, I I know we're it's off topic, but like uh, this is but, in 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 by, like, by itself. Jalen Brunson. Thank God for Jalen Brunson. That's facts. it. Like, <laughs> the, but the one thing I want to just finish up about the Obi thing, right? Is that I'm just saying that we see the kid is efficient. You know, having him out there, he does. Things on the court outside of the high flying acrobatic dunks that a lot of Knicks just don't do. Like he's like last season he was in the 70th percentile when it comes to cutting, just off ball. Like that. we don't you watch anybody else in that starting rotation, everyone's just like hand on their hips or just like waiting around the perimeter, like, yo, get me the ball. And he and Obi's like, yo, I'm just gonna run, man. And stuff like that is just so simple. And yet it's so effective. And he, the fact that he's getting out in transition last night was awesome. 26, he had 26 minutes. He had eight, what do you have? Like seven, eight boards. You know, he shot, he's shooting very well from three now, which has been big for the Knicks. The fact that he's our best three point shooter <laughs> just by, just be in the combination of percentage and volume alone is just, it's I great. I, I didn't think I would be here saying that, but we're here saying that it's great. Yeah. But I do want to mention one thing though about Obi and the bench, dude. That's, the fact that they're so good, it, that's why the Atlanta loss was so disappointing, man. That's why it was so disappointing. Honestly, because our bench is so good, because Obi's so good, because the Atlanta bench sucks, because we had that game. Like, forget the 20-point lead. Because our bench is just so good and their bench stinks, and Obi, like, this should be the game that he absolutely murders. That's why that game hurt. For sure. And look, even last night, right? Four for ten from the field. Three of eight from three, got you 15 points, hit all four of, four of his free throws, seven boards, three assists, four steals. Like you have that kid on the court. I'm not even go. I, I'm sorry. He's not even a kid. You have that man on the court. He, it, there's impact. And the fact that he can do it with Julius Randle now on the court, that's, that's different, bro. That's different. A lineup that can get out in space and, and outrun other teams. That is something we've been asking for. Just make it, just make the game easier. Make the game easier for everybody. It makes it easier for Randall. Makes it easier for RJ, Cam, Jalen, everybody. In our in our in our mid three, last two games, scoring over twenty points plus each. So I hate that nickname, but I'll, I'll use it. I'll use it as as motivation to make fun of people. It's called it's a joke three. to me. It's like it's just a joke. Like come on, man. Like you're. It's silly. It's any 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 slander you can give the Knicks, people are gonna go out there. I saw stuff flying on Twitter like. Oh, RJ's doing like he's averaging twenty points. All this, and it's like, oh, he's is it efficient though? And someone's like underneath in the comments, like it is actually is efficient, but it probably won't last long. I'm like, yo, why are you? Why are we all hating for no reason? That is tough. Listen, I'm gonna hate on one thing with the Knicks. They can't hit free throws, and it's driving me absolutely insane. But dude, you're so right about Obi Toppin and his spacing. Every single day, he's looking closer and closer to Sean Marion. Who uh, I just read an article about recently talking about how he, how he was insane because of the way he filled every uh, every box in the stat sheet. So, and that's inadvertently what you just said about Obi Toppin. He plays the same exact position. And the more and more I think about it, 
Uh, obviously, we, we we don't have Steve Nash, right? Of the of the old sons, and we play defense. And we don't run six second offenses, right? It's, it is different. But listen, the the Knicks win when we when we grab rebounds and we run in transition, and we space. I mean, we we kind of do look like that old school Suns team, you know, in in some weird fashion, right? We have a couple of misfits, right? With like Amari Stoudemire, Randall, you know, and Joe Johnson and Sean Mary. Like, I feel like we just, we like, you know, and RJ Barrett. You could just, I feel like there's some Are you sort saying of we need Mike D'Antoni as an assistant coach to get some offense on here? <laughs> no, no, no. I love our offense, to be honest with you. I love it because Jalen Brunson is running it. You know, and then we have IQ off the bench, man. IQ and D Rose, like everything we said there is coming true. But I'm very, very, very concerned about starting. I'm not starting, just long minutes with Randall and Obi. Unless we just keep up this transition and get the boards and just move out because we suck at rebounds. But if we're able to move the ball like that, I'm down because we can outrun other teams. That's what I mean by like the Suns kind of fast pace. It's just spurts that you're looking for. But listen, man, like you mentioned playoffs. I know it's way too early, but like a series where people have actual big men, they're kind of scarce around the league. Day by day, they're getting more scarce around the league. So I'm with you there. But if we're versing real big men, we have no chance. Like no chance. I mean, uh, the only, uh, honestly, the only big men that are terrifying in this league are Giannis. Embiid, Jokic. Like, who else? Who else is out there? Like, Bam is not even a true big. He's 6'9". You know what I mean? Like, he's more athletic than a true big. I know, but can we guard him? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 if Randall and, and I think Obi- Randall gives him a good, I think Randall gives him a good boards. matchup. I think Randall gives him a good matchup. I'm really, I'm really getting, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is like, uh, Rollover from me, like coaching, you know, amateur basketball, you know, in, in the, you know, in the off season. But dude, when you shoot a three, expect a long rebound because it's a turnover. You know what I mean? Like, like lo- long threes are it, when you miss, they are become long rebounds and all of a sudden it's transition. And so it's basically a turnover. If you take a bad three, it's a turnover. It, like that's how I, that's how I view it. And oh, yeah. I feel. I feel like that keeps happening for the Knicks. And even if we get to the but line, the thing. we're because missing free throws, bro. Because and we can't get rebounds. Like these things are driving me insane. And that's what you talk about when they're, it's just not fundamental basketball. Like we're average. It's fine, but it's just, that's what I hate to see. But I he, hate, I hate not fundamental basketball, man. I hear you. I, ju- I like efficient and effective basketball. And I think it's a lineup that you can use in Spurs. The thing that this Knicks team does way too often is that. They're ready to pull the trigger on a three when no one's underneath the basket to make a rebound to begin with. And that's, that's honestly the biggest thing. Every game, you can just watch four of the opposing team members. I feel like this is just common throughout most of the NBA nowadays. You just find it's like you're just trading three pointers. It's like, all right, you shoot, we shoot, you shoot, we shoot. It's just kind of how the league is at this but point. That's not our game, bro. We're, we're, I agree. we're not D'Antoni. We're not we're a three point shooting team. We're Tibbs. So we let's get into this then. We can't, so, we can't be exchanging threes, bro. This is not our game. So let's get into this then. Let's get into this segment. Buy or sell. They ain't original, but it's fun. It's a fun segment, man. It's a fun segment. Buy or sell. Well, I'm going to start with yesterday, man. The man that we've been questioning uh, who was shooting 24% up until last night from three. And now, now, it's so crazy that he has one game 
where he goes nuclear. And by nuclear, I'm talking about he took 15 shots from the field. 13 of them were threes, and he made eight of them. And the only one, and there was only one inside the paint. That is one Mr. Julius Randle. One Mr. Julius Randle. And because of that crazy three-point shooting, it went from 24% to 33.3% in one game, in one night. <laughs> you know what's, you know what's even more average. interesting about that? You know what's even more interesting about that? The Knicks are leading the league in points in the paint coming into that game. It's, it's an anomaly, man. So even though there was no Rudy Gobert, if the Knicks shot like that, it didn't even matter. So the first question for you, are you buying or selling Julius Randle has found his touch from behind the perimeter? This is easy, bro. I am buying Julius Randle 100%. Okay. Three-point shot. We're talking three-point, not player. Yes. You know why? If Julius Randle was just past the ball at the three-point line, like Obi, you know what I'm saying? That's how Obi's getting his shots. That's how RJ's getting his shots. That's how I would say almost everyone is getting their threes except for Fournier, where he has to do the, the double dribble, the, you know, the double dribble to the right, spin move, step back, fade away. Like everybody else is getting a nice pass from Brunson and getting the shot. Julius Randle had that crazy three at the end of last game. I was not happy until that ball went through the net. <laughs> I was like, this is a terrible shot. No, yes. Like, like I'll, I'll fully admit it. So I'm going to buy Julius Randle's three-pointer because I don't think he has to do that. Jalen Brunson is going to find him for threes. If he has pop-up threes, spot up, he's going to hit them at high clips. And on his crazy threes, he can go 30% or even 20%. You know what I'm saying? Where he maybe he'll hit like he'll hit, he'll hit like one out of every five of those, but he still has the spot up. So I'm buying it. I think he's going to be above average, and he's just getting warm, man. He's in shape. He's happy. Obi Toppin's getting minutes, so no, nobody's upset, including Obi, right? Because that was a big problem for him. Obi Toppin chance to to the newly extended superstar player that we were, you know, put on Slam Magazine. I mean, that's a, it's a tough, tough roller coaster for that guy. I'm buying it. What about you? Let me ask you this before I go on, because I got to put, I got to put a barometer around here so that way we know what shot we're buying over here. What's the percentage that you're giving for Julius Randle on the season? Is it 33%? Is it 35%? 37%? Do you want to put it league average 35.7? Is that league average? That's what the Mavericks are shooting, right? I mean, I, I think, I think the team league average right now is 36%. Yeah. So whatever, 35.7, same nonsense. Yeah. The Knicks are shooting 34%. Knicks are shooting 34. They're under it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, buy, but would you buy Julius Randle shooting league average this season? Let's put it that way. Yeah. He could be, he's average. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that because he's not going to be creating. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be putting up, he's only going to shoot. Either when we force him to at the end of the shot clock or when Brunson finds him. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go selling on this three-point barrage. I think Julius Randle's more effective when he's 15 feet and closer to the basket. Absolutely. I just I just don't see this. Like he had a, for two games in a row, he shot really well from a three. And I believe players, you know, the season is a game of runs. You know, rhythm is also a game of runs. You know, he's when hot. The, 
He's hot, hot right now. I'm sure he's going to go on a good spree of shooting threes. I expect it to come back down. And I think it's going to be under, a little bit under 35%. I think it'll be right. Where, I think if he stays at 33, that's probably closer to what he's done. Just like looking historically, he's gone from, you know, 27, tw- uh, 27, 27, 22, 34, 27, 41 was like the bubble was like the, the, the crazy bubbleish year that we had. We're not seeing that again. But do you I trust him? Be, huh? But do you trust him? Do I trust him? Yeah, like do you trust him shooting threes, right? Because like, I, like yes, we're I can trust him. I can tr- over a full yeah. year. I mean, what, I can what trust him. Sh- I can trust him. How about this? Take a three. Do I trust that it's always going to go in? I think it was game by game. I think it's going to be more of like an Evan Fournier even out where there's going to be nights where he's going to be clanking that thing off the back iron. Just he's going to take five shots. It's going to quit. One's going to go in. The other four are going to clank. He's going to have nights like last night where it's he's just nuclear. And he can hit all threes in his sight. But I'm going to put like, I think this right now, if he's somewhere between 32 to 33%, I think that's what we're getting from Julius Randle as a three pointer. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying the, I'm not buying league average. Uh, like how he's playing for the most part stretches a game where he was like, eh, just be consistent, my guy. Just be consistent. Show up, do your damn thing. You're good. You're good. All right. Are you buying or selling? We got to talk about it, man. We talked about it a little bit. Are you buying or selling the Randall Obi pairing? Because right now, right now, we saw a good chunk during Philadelphia, and it was cl- they were closing. They, they closed the fourth quarter last night. Now, and they were in there in the, together in the second quarter as well last game, but they closed. That was, and we talked about cat on the court too. Yeah, Randall can 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 body cat. Yeah, one on one is fuck. Cat doesn't like to play center. Randall's like to play center. That's a great fit. 76ers, no Embiid. That's a great fit. I'm buying Randall and Obi together in a small ball lineup, right? So, for example, just say in a dream world, somehow, or not a dream, regular season, like we're playing the Warriors. Say they're healthy, fully healthy. I'm not, I'm not going to be super worried about their, Death lineup. You know what I mean? With, with Draymond, their small ball death lineup because we could, we could match up with small ball, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm buying it there. But for example, like versus the 76ers, if Embiid was there, I am not buying Randall and Obi. If Minnesota, if Gobert and Towns are there, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm 50 50 because I want to see it, right? Because either we're going to get crushed. Obviously, we're not going to get a rebound, but it's either we're going to get crushed because we're scoring in the paint or Obi Top is going to run circles, right? We're just going to run circles around them because Gobert can't guard the three. And like you said, Obi, you know, is, is the best three point shooter on the Knicks statistically. And we just talked about Randall for three, right? So I guess we just have to see how they space it. But generally, I'm not buying Randall and, and Obi as the five and the four to win me a playoff series. This is not happening. Like, that's not happening. I love it. I would like to see in the regular season. It's super fun. Uh, and spurts is fine, but I, it's not a winning formula. It's fine, though. I like it. It's going to win us games. It's going to win us spurts. If it could win us second quarters, if it could win us third quarters versus benches, like, sounds good. Everyone's happy about their minutes. And we kind of don't have a choice. But if Mitch Robinson, if we don't have like a, if we don't, if we have Hartenstein as, as the starting center, 
And he ain't the Sims. starting center, bro. It's, it's Jericho. If, if Mitch is not healthy, it's Jericho Sims. Okay, so if it's Sims behind and Harnside behind him, it doesn't make much of like for me. That's just not. We can't win. We can't win. We can't. We can't be a contender. So as much as I like it, as much as it's cool, as much as it reminds me of the Suns back in the day, I, and as much as listen, the next couple games. Like don't don't say this age like milk because it's gonna be great the next couple of games right we don't have Mitch and it's the Nets who don't have a center it's the Pistons who are trying to run small ball with Isaiah Stewart <laughs> popping threes it's the Thunder who are you know just like to run in transition everyone's skinny it's, on that team so <laughs> it's the Jazz you know what I'm saying so until we get to November 16th versus the Nuggets like it, it's fine then we have the Warriors in the small ball so it, it's fine it's cool. We should run it. We should get minutes with it so we could have these lineups and be able to play with it. But I don't think it's contending basketball without a real center, in my opinion. I don't think we're, we could be like the small ball warriors, you know, or the small ball sons like running this, but I, I like it for spurts. What do you, what about you? I'm actually going to buy it for actual contention type stuff because I think when you get to the playoffs, you want to put your best players on the court. And if your best player is a guy that can cut, shoot threes, push the pace and do all that stuff, you're just trying to figure out how you get guys out there. And you touched on it, man. How many prototypical centers do we have? It's kind of a dying breed out there, you know. Besides, I guess another guy I would I'd be old terrified too is Jared Allen, right? The Jared Allen Evan Mobley is as a team I would not necessarily want to go small ball because those guys can actually run the Eastern you know Conference, I mean? bro. We're talking about the so you said you said Giannis, you said Jared Allen. Let's throw Williams in there for the Celtics because he's going to be healthy eventually. I wouldn't mind playing against Williams uh, with small ball. I, I wouldn't mind that. Okay. Robert Williams, not Grant. Yeah, I'm talking about Robert Williams. Yeah, okay, okay. No okay, so we'll take that out. Uh, we'll throw the 76ers as, as three. Yeah, no, no, I'm not doing, uh, 76ers, Bucks, uh, Cleveland. At, at Cleveland. Nah, we're not, we can't do that. That, I mean, we're not, we, you we'll know, honorable like, mention, we'll honorable mention the Celtics. That's the, that's the four in the East. That's the top four in the But East. we're not, but at the same time, if I'm being realistic, we're not contending. And doing that, you know what I mean? Like, if we, we're looking for playoffs, like bro. That. I can't think like that. I know I should. I know it's realistic, but like, I get the fan in you always thinks there's a chance. It's not even the fan, dude. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm watching the game. Like I'm watching all the other teams. You know, we have the league pass. We well, you know, just pointed out the stat, bro, where we just lost to teams that are above 500. Like, can we beat a 500 team first? Like, everybody, show me? everybody in the East stinks. Dude. Everybody's, everybody's like, all these teams are under five. We're not going to find any, right? Like, we're going to keep playing these teams that are under five because that's what they are. The Magic are under five hundred. We're going to keep playing them. The Pistons, the the Nets. Like, but we're, we're talking about, con- but, but we're talking about contention, right? Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm talking about title. Like, if you're talking contention, well, I think contention. No, no, no. I just want to contend in a, a playoff series, dude. I just want to contend in a playoff series. Oh, I want to win in a playoff right, series. So. It's, so so my definition of contention is we're fighting for a championship. No, no, no. Okay, because no, no, no. then we'll never talk about Knicks basketball. No, no, no. Let's talk about let's talk about the let's talk about winning. If we're talking game. no fighting for play. I think I think there's like I don't know. My level is like: Are you fighting for a play-in? Are you fighting for playoffs? Yeah. Are you competing in the playoffs? Are you a contention? Are you a contention yes. team? I like right? that. I like right. those tiers. So so we're for right now we're fighting for play-in. We're, no. I disagree. We are, we are in the plan. If we don't get a plan, no, that's, I mean. like, that's, that's, like, that's what I mean. We're fight. Okay. Yeah. You're right. We are playing team fighting playing. That's all right. That's what I mean by that. Let's, we're fighting. We're fighting to be the top six seed. That's where we're at. That that's where is, we're at right? That is what we're fighting for. Yes. Yeah, we're I fighting agree. to be a top six playoff team. Yeah. But this is to me right now, playing team. Like just cause I agree. we got, we got to beat a 500 team for me to say, all right, we could, we could potentially get there. 
if everyone gets in rhythm, this team hits their stride. I don't even want to talk about everyone being healthy because fuck, man. There's only five. There's only five teams above 500 in the East, bro. We're not going to find them. I'm just letting you know, like, we we just we just got to keep winning games. You guys got to keep, like, you're going to tell me that beating the Nets is not impressive, beating the Heat is not impressive, but if we beat the Bulls, everyone's going to be excited because they're, no. Like, you know, the, the, the standings I mean, like, are going to change. Uh, I mean, I'm not really enthused by the Bulls because they're just, I mean. They stink. Exactly. And the Hawks are 7-3. and three. That's the most fraudulent 7-3 and three NBA team I've ever seen in my whole life. And even yeah. more fraudulent than the Jazz, in my I mean, opinion. I mean, to be honest, when, if the, if the Sixers ever get healthy, that's a legitimate team that we got. I mean, that's a very big if. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, the East is a little dishuffled right now because of how everything's just playing out with injuries and whatnot. Okay. So on your but, scale, but my thing scale, is on your scale, Randall and Obi, right? So that's yeah. what we're buying and selling here. Are yeah. they, can they get us to a, a top six seed? Let's yes. start there. Okay. Yes. Okay. And can they, can they win us a playoff series? Yes. Okay, wow. See, I'm with you on the top six because of the regular season games. I cannot say that significantly. Maybe, maybe, but see, right now I'm not, I'm not buying. Let's see. I have to think any right. time. I'm not so like selling it. Think that. Six, time. Who, who's three? Who, who would be three right? Who, who's three right now in the East? Let's, let's Celtics. just Celtics. Celtics. Yes. Give me that small ball lineup against the Celtics. I'm, let's get I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. No, I'm, no, would, I'm legitimately fine. fine with that. We might not get one rebound, Alex. And we, and we don't, and we don't hit threes and we can't have free throws. Like that's, that's the a, bigger that's issue for disaster. But that's the thing. If we need to hit threes, you got to have the guy who can hit threes out on the court, don't you? Yeah. And that's you, don't, fair. you know what I mean? Like that's, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Like okay, that's fair. And if you give Obi some minutes, you got seven boards last night. I'm just saying, I have, I have faith in it. You're telling me we're tar- target bucks and stuff like that. Eh. Cavs? Hell no. Bucks? Oh, yeah, hell no. no. Yeah. No, or, or bucks. We don't stand a chance versus the bucks and the Cavs in a playoff series. But that, that's neither here nor there. Let me just give me a top six seed. All right. We got to bring this topic back up. I'm throwing this one in here. I didn't really have it written down, but I'm throwing it in here because we got to, we got to make this a little, a little more interesting. Are you buying or selling that the Knicks, that we have a Quentin Grimes issue and that we may not see this man for the rest of the season? <laughs> Dude, I, I, we mentioned, all right, all right, I, I, let, me, let me rephrase it. I'm buying, buying or selling that we're not going to see Quentin Grimes for the rest of the season. Buying oh, that he, no, no, no. <laughs> Sell, no. sell, 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 sell. But listen, I'll sell that. But but I mentioned before, let's talk about Grimes here. He is doing himself absolutely no favors with this this foot injury. We we even is it him even, or is it or is it is it him or is it like the team like trying to force him back too early? Well, here's the go- thing: we had we had our tinfoil hats on for the opposite reason. We said that the Knicks are actually holding him back and saying, "Don't come back, rest." So we could figure out what's going on with Evan Fournier and Cam Reddish. Oh, I got another tinfoil hat for you. But let's, now let's, let's that he's go. playing, now <laughs> that he's now that he's playing and he's still injured, and Fournier stinks, and Cam Reddish is the most erratic player. I don't care what anyone says; he's the most erratic NBA basketball player I've ever seen in my life. He's either the best player on the court or the worst player on the court, and it fluctuates in in the middle of possessions. It's crazy. Offensively, so, yes, for sure. In the middle of possessions, dude, it, 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 it's it's really nuts. He, he gives me real J.R. Smith vibes. Like it's either amazing I really or dude, what that is we're, happening. I honestly really dislike that we're using putting our boy J.R. Smith and Cam Reddish in the same vein. I, it's just the opposite. Like J.R. Smith is like is super offense and like erratic on D, and Cam Reddish is super D and erratic on offense. But they have the same personality, the same like kind of on and off for me. It's really it's odd. 
But Same person. <laughs> they're odd. They're really odd. But for me, it really comes down to Fournier stinks. So that tinfoil hat thing is not there because we need Grimes more than anything in the world. So that you're going to have to throw that theory out. So then it comes to what's going on. Like, was it, is it plantar? Is it a real issue? Because it was last year, it was his knee. He played the preseason, he was fine, and all of a sudden it's been a foot ever since. It's been, they've been vague about it, and all we know was foot, foot, That's foot. what I'm saying, man. So we don't I, know. I'm, I'm, but he stinks when he plays. So if he's healthy. So he's, he's not plays, healthy. He's not healthy, dude. Okay, so that's where you're going with this. I, he is not healthy. There's no way. I think that he came on the court. Here's my tinfoil hat. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau. Look, man. I'm about to lose my job if we lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. We need a rotation change. Get Is this guy healthy? Is this guy healthy? We're going to make him healthy because I need it for tonight. And I think that I think there was a push for him. I think there was a push for the team. I think there's a push just to get Grimes back out there to say, to give Thibodeau the horses that he needs to be successful. No way. No I think, way. Dude, Listen, Alex, Alex, I know you're in tune with the fan base. I know everyone wants to fire Tibbs. There is no way that they're making personnel decisions like that seven games in because Tibbs thinks he's going to get fired. There's no way he's boys with everyone. He's boys with the whole team. They're not firing him right now, man. They're, he's he's going to make it at the very least until hold the on. deadline. My until, man, come just on. Because he's not going anywhere. Don't tell me Don't tell me they're, they're throwing out Grimes there even though he's unhealthy because they're trying to save Tibbs' job. Like, come on. That's, 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 that's too... Even for Mr. Tinfoil High Guy, I love the I love the conspiracy theories when it comes to like sports teams. That's that's for me, that's a bit much. Hold on, my man. And now I, I just think he's go. hurt and 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 he's just not not that guy right now. But what but why else would you put him at why why else for a guy who is because you're telling me Fournier. you're telling me look, it's Fournier, one thing, bro. it's one thing, it's one <laughs> thing to say, hey, he's coming back, he's gonna come in off the bench, and he's gonna be all good, and we're gonna work him back into Talking about straight into the starting rotation, bro. Straight into the starting rotation. That is that's, for a guy who's that's never, good. That's I that mean means, that's, that means that's Tibbs, awesome. That means that's, Tibbs means what he says, bro. Tibbs means what he says. You know what I'm saying? If you deserve to be a shooting guard, you're the starting shooting guard. You know what I'm saying? If you say you're healthy to play this game, you're gonna play starting shooting guard. If you're not healthy, you don't play. I, I don't think he wants to mess with the mojo where it's like Evan Fournier, you start. We'll bring Grimes off the bench today. Next game, we'll start Grimes. We'll bring out Fournier. Maybe you know. I, I don't. I don't think Bro, he wants to mess with it like that. I think. I think even a team that's bringing somebody back off an of injury, you start bringing them off the bench first, getting them some like spot minutes first. Honestly, to throw him right out into the wolves and just say you have not practiced at all with this starting rotation, like maybe minimally during uh training camp. And now we're going to need you for critical mi- critical minutes, critical gameplay to win this game. That's tough, bro. That's tough going to because you know there was all eyes on this game on the Philadelphia 76ers game, man. All eyes were on it. You just pull a 23 point lead to the Atlanta Hawks. You should have walked home, but like, all right, we got the Sixers. You could have re- the whole script could have been trap game. Didn't see it coming because they didn't have him beat. They didn't have uh Harden. You're a big gambling guy. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have your top two stars. Everybody raises to, rises to the occasion. They get that dub. You're all about that, aren't yeah. you? You're Especially the spread. It. Especially the spread. You're all about <laughs> it. So you're <laughs> telling me that that type of mindset is not going into the back of the head. Now, now you lost. Now the narrative is like, okay, we just saw this 23-point loss. 
That was last year's stench over it. Last year, strict rotations. We're talking about Julius Randle doing Julius Randle things. I'm like, last year, he was looking off Brunson that game. Like, we're talking him being the primary playmaker. And now you're going into a game where you don't have Harden, you don't have Embiid, and you need to win this game. There, There is no way. Like, you can't, like, definitely he wanted Grimes back in there because he knows. You, you watch that Hawks game, Fournier was a, is a turnstile. Man's a traffic cone out there. So bad. Traffic cone when it comes to and he's not hitting threes, so what's the point? So that's what I'm saying. So yeah. So so with you, right? It's like think about it. And not you not, I'm not saying you like specifically no, like, no, think, like do you do you want Cam Reddish, who we talk about as being erratic, or do you want Quentin Grimes? Because he could have gone Quentin Grimes. Right now we're seeing Cam Reddish playing solid on defense, Fournier off the bench. He could have gone that direction, but he went Quentin Grimes. That's this is just my this is my tinfoil hat, man. I'm not saying I'm right. All right. I just pulled out this massive tinfoil hat for this one. But that that's just that's just what I'm thinking, man. I'm not saying I'm right. And for the folk for the folks out there that are listening, don't it's just a conspiracy theory. That's my tinfoil hat. I'm not saying that's what happened, I'm not reporting anything. That's my thought process. You can call me crazy, you can tweet at me, whatever. Shout out to Gamba for saying and giving me the art of the fist today. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm just saying that. But I am buying that we may, that we may not see Quentin Grimes this season. I'm just saying, man, this, this whole thing is just. He's questionable so, next game. It's too vague. He's questionable this game. Literally, questionable versus the Nets. Bro, I, too vague for me, man. It is okay. like questionable, doubtful. Every, I have no idea what's going on. I know. Uh, it's annoying. It's frustrating. I think they're trying to get, I think they're trying to work him back in. I'm 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 not gonna buy your tinfoil hat. I'm not gonna buy the other conspiracy either way. I I I just think he's literally a young shooting guard that the Knicks are desperate for a shooting guard that can play defense. It's not Cam Reddish. It's not Evan Fournier. It's not Emmanuel Quickly. No matter how much you scream at me, you know, not you, but you know, in general. This is not those guys. They, they're they not starting shooting guards, and we need a starting shooting guard. Do you think Quentin Grimes is the Keenan Allen right now of this team? <laughs> Man, you want to talk about questionable. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Quentin, I want to I say who Quentin Grimes I said it before, and I'll say it again. Don't you dare I'm say knock on wood. I'm going to knock on wood. He's Allen Houston. Oh, good Lord. He's the Allen Houston of this team. He, he is. He, he could pop threes. He could play defense. He's a prototypical shooting guard, and he's hurt. He's Allen Houston. Uh, he's the nicest guy. He even went to Houston College. <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think the Knicks know how desperate they are at shooting guard, and I know they know how de- desperate they are at center, and that's why they're making these moves. That, right. that that's my opinion. I hope I hope to God he's healthy, man. I don't think we're gonna miss him for the season. Uh, I would I would honestly be so upset. And to be honest with you, we would need absolutely need a shooting guard, but uh, before the trade deadline, if Grimes is out for the year, like absolute need. So I'm I'm not going there yet. I think Grimes is gonna be fine. I think Fournier is gonna fall out of the rotation, which he already has. Cameron is gonna get duty behind RJ. And I'm excited to see what Sims got to bring to the table, man. I know we're kind of off that a little bit, but I'm excited about, about Jericho Sims. Sims City, my man, the free safety, jumping 15 feet for that, for rebounds. It's nice to have another Jayco 
in uh in in in, in New York City, even though his last name's not Katri. Jericho, Jacob. I'm calling him Jacob. But anyway, let's keep this thing moving. Got two more for you. Are you buying or selling Cam Reddish staying in the starting rotation for the rest of the season? What do you mean by like start? Like like when they call his name? What he's doing now? Top five. Starting. Listen. What he's what he's doing right now? He's not gonna. If we're if we're desperate, there's a nice flow from the from the ground. If we're desperate, yeah, sure, start him. Start him with RJ. But everybody's out of position now, and you need a shooting guard because you can't start Fournier, and you can't start quickly, and you can't start Rose. So you don't like RJ at the shooting guard position. You can. I don't love it. You can. You can do it. But I don't love it. You know what I mean? It, it, if I'm Tibbs, I would do that. I would have Brunson, RJ, Cam Reddish, Randall. I'm gonna throw Sims in there, no problem, and then switch him out real quick for Hardenstein and switch him out real quick for Obi, like you know, and then take out Randall, slide Obi down, you know, put Sims back in, and th- that's a fine rotation for me. I don't mind it. But like, if we had a real shooting guard, Cam Reddish just. Give me 15 minutes off the bench behind RJ and call it a day. Please be efficient. Please don't do anything insane. Get a couple steals. Get two assists off transition and like six points. You'll, 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 we'll chant your name every single day at the garden. If that, if that, that if you do that. Okay. I'm going to go opposite again, just because I don't think we're seeing, I don't know what's happening with Grimes. So I'm, if I'm saying I'm buying that we're not going to see Grimes for this season, I got to buy that we're seeing. Cam Reddish in the starting rotation then because there's no way we can have him 48 back out there unless there's some catastrophic disaster. But Cam Reddish, his defense has been solid these past couple of games, man. His defense is there. Like he's actually getting better with his rotations, especially when you watch against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously it comes down to the offense. Can he make the right shot selection? Can he hit his shots with the limited touches that he's getting? He got nine yesterday, which I think is actually a good amount of, a good amount of volume for him being in that starting rotation, considering we have Brunson, RJ, and Randall who need to get a lot of touches. And, and I think the good thing is that they allow Cam to kind of play a little bit with the second unit when you talk about the staggering rotation. So I think that's how he also can get some of his volume there as well. But I'm buying it, man. I like it. I think it gives us, I think it gives the Knicks more length, uh, you know, in that starting rotation, which is, which is cool. I like Grimes too. You know me, I'm a big Grimes fan as well. Um, I'd be happy with Grimes in the starting rotation too as like your typical two guard. I think he's our best perimeter defender. Um, easily. Yeah. And RJ's number two though. I don't know, man. Like, will you go, cause like Cam's been pretty, playing pretty well. Okay, like, fine. I put Cam, I put Cam number two. Like RJ probably number three. Probably. RJ definitely number three. I think just cause when I look at the intangibles that Cam has, like length, Height, like he just, he disrupts passing lanes very well. It's, can he string together and stay focused? Cause if he can, like, man, it could be dominant, but I'm buying it. Now, the last topic we got. Are you buying that the Knicks are a top 10 scoring team? Right now, they are number 10 in the league. They're number 10 right now, averaging 115 points per game. Best one is New Orleans Pelicans with 118. Are you buying it? Um, 
We're better than the Kings. We're better than the Timberwolves. That's that's the eleven and the twelve. Yeah. But behind that's Dallas. That's a little scary. Phoenix is at fifteen. That doesn't make much sense. But again, ahead of us is the Pacers. That stinks. I, I, I honestly, man, I, top ten's hard. We're definitely top half. Okay, so I'm 100% buying top 15, top 10. You want me to take a bold take? I'll say we'll literally be number 10. But but I, I think we'll definitely be the top half of the league, which is huge, man, because, again, if we could play real defense, that we can keep up the offensive efficiency because of Obi Toppin, like you mentioned, or, or Randall having a great year, like you mentioned, Jalen Brunson, obviously the catalyst. We haven't even mentioned IQ this entire episode. Derek Rose actually playing real basketball. It's a legit team. I'm down. So you're I'm saying bu- I'm 100% buying top 15, and I'm going to say full take Knicks number 10 at the end of the season. So you're buying it. You're but buying that there'll be a top on the 10. dot. You're like <sighs> Vegas. Give me over under 10, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to push, bro. It's 10. Woo! Wow. Knicks will be why not? Top 10 Who's team? better than them? Who's better than them on the offense? Are you that you can see here from 11 to to even 11 down? Like Milwaukee's there. That's scary. Brooklyn, okay. Phoenix. But that's but again above us is, is are the Philly Pacers. Philly's yeah. also down there. I don't know. You don't know who scores on Philly. I'm who talking scores? about Harden and uh, Embiid. Do they, they don't play? Forget score. Like Harden, Harden's not going to be back till. I'm January. guessing that I'm thinking that at some point they're going to come back. I guess yeah. that the big if, if they are they going to be healthy right? though. Yeah. Are they, are they going to um, be back to backs? Are they going to be healthy? Are they going to travel? Are they going to be in shape? Right now, I can buy. So here's the top 10 for the listeners out there. We got Pelicans at number one with 118, Jazz at 118, Celtics at 117, uh, Warriors at 117, Pacers at 117, Hawks at 116, Cavs at 116. Nuggets at 116, Memphis at 116, Knicks at 115. The only team at 115. Look at that. I'm flat too. I'm flat. 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 I like that. Um, just gotta work on the defense, man. I'm looking at Phoenix gonna take a jump up there somewhere, man. I feel like Phoenix is, like, I look at Phoenix, I look at Milwaukee. That really makes no sense. I guess are they really just defensively, defensively efficient? Because they're, they're playing like the best team in basketball right now. I think also Mikhail Bridges is out if I'm not if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So that also impacts their scoring because he's a good three point shooter for them. Sure. And you know, I will get the Phoenix Suns there. That would be a team to to hop back up there. What do you got? You got top top ten? No, I'm selling. They're not a top ten. I top agree with 15? you on the top fifteen. Yes, top okay. fifteen. Yeah, that's I can, fair. I, I can go with that. Top ten. That's a hot take. Top ten's a hot take. That's why I took top the ten, 10 is top. If the you're if you're telling me a, a Tibbs team. <laughs> with a team that Facts. that struggles to shoot from three is going to be a top ten. We better be scoring a lot of points in the paint. <laughs> Facts and and honestly, you're totally right because only one team getting knocked out, and that's the Pacers. Other than that, you slide just slide Phoenix in. We're still at ten, so we just like we we can't we can't fold. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be tough, man. Honestly, and you're I talking could, about I Dallas. can see it though. Listen, the Mavericks are injured, even though they're nasty. The Bucks uh, offensively isn't their thing besides Giannis. I can see it. Raptors also play defense. Magic, I think, are the, one of the worst teams in the league. Minus Bobo. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. 
I could see it. It's interesting. It's, it's Toronto interesting too, play. man. Like we got to put like I, Toronto's. Toronto's got some offense there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the things are just a little kooky right now in the NBA. It's still early in the season. 10, 11 games in. I'll buy them halfway. Top ten. It's tough for me, man. It's tough for me, especially for a team that doesn't shoot the three consistently. But hey, that concludes the buy or sell uh segment of this podcast. But now, you know what else is next, John? We got a schedule. We got a schedule, bro. We got an interesting uh, slate of games coming up, man, until uh, until next week before we record another Knicks episode. Um, so right now for the New York Knicks, they play the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow on at Wednesday home. at home. At home in Barclays Center. <laughs> in our vacation home in Brooklyn, we are playing <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Um we also get the Detroit Pistons once again this Friday. We get OKC on Sunday. And we also have Utah on Tuesday. We are home against Detroit and OKC away for Brooklyn and Utah. It's four games, man. What are you expecting? You're ex- one and three, oh and four, one and three, two and two, three and one, four and oh. What you got? Listen, man. First of all, I want to point out Nets, Pistons, and Thunder all under 500. Woo! Doesn't mean not, doesn't, doesn't mean, doesn't, doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything, but the Knicks are three and no against under 500 teams. Do you want to kill them for that? Uh, here we are. Kill them for it. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be, un, keep being undefeated against teams under 500. No Who we're supposed to be. Yes. Let's, no let's do it. No problem. Uh, Brooklyn Nets game going to be tough. I love Josiah. I think he's legitimately the man. Knicks better win in Brooklyn. They better. They better win in Brooklyn. This is the this is the worst shape the Nets should be in. However, they got the assistant coach bump. They've been playing out of their minds since this whole controversy uh with Kyrie and uh the coach uh Steve Nash firing. They've been playing out of their minds. So I'm gonna take it as a win. Don't feel great about it, but it's Brooklyn Nets. I need to win. Friday, Detroit. You know how I feel about Detroit. They got a bunch of small guys, a bunch of young guys, uh, that, that I love, but we play them well. We play them a lot. It feels like, but we play them well. And it's Kith night. Last Kith night at the garden was, uh, the first game ever for Zion Williamson in the garden. That was a Sunday. That was an mm-hmm. awesome game. We, we debuted our, our circle jerseys, mm-hmm. uh, and we won. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give, give, give us another Kith Knight W. Okay. At home versus the Pistons. Sunday, 12 o'clock. Your favorite out. opposite Sunday. OKC is gonna beat us. Oh, man. OKC is gonna be awake. They're gonna be ready. 12 o'clock. The Knicks are gonna be sleeping until at least the third quarter here. Oh, it's a matinee game too. Good yes. lord. Sunday at noon, bro. Never, it's not going to work out. Never works out. We're going to come out sleeping. The garden's going to be sleeping because no one's trying to get to the city at 11 o'clock for a Knicks game. This is a thunder win, but we're going to bounce back. We're going to beat the number one team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, on the <laughs> Tuesday, especially because of the back-to-back. It's, it's right before back-to-back in the Nuggets. So I know I gave you one extra one, 
uh, with the Nuggets. I won't mention that. Let's see how the first four go. I, I, I don't think we're going to be the Nuggets, but listen, Yo. man, I've watching every Nuggets game this year so far. They you mean are jazz game. You mean jazz or Nuggets? I've been watching every Nuggets game. They're so unimpressive, but I'm scared of them. And I wonder if the Knicks are scared of them as well. So because that's how the second game of a back to back, I think they're going to beat the Jazz. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think we're going to go three and one, beat Brooklyn at home slash away, beat Detroit on Kiff night, lose to OKC in a matinee, disgusting game. I'm going to be annoyed about it. I'm going to take the under. Probably going to take the OKC spread. It's going to be like eight points. And then take the Jazz. We're gonna we're gonna beat the Jazz. The Jazz are are nonsense. I don't care about their stupid neon jerseys. I don't care about Jordan Clarkson. We're gonna beat the Jazz. All right. I'm going three and one as well. Although I'm swapping the Utah with OKC. I think we do get up for this game. I think Utah's. We have a tough time playing out in Utah, man. We have a very tough time playing. Ooh, we have out a tough there. time on the road, my man. For, 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 you know, forget, you, forget Utah. Yo, have you watched, have you, I've actually, I've actually tuned in some, to some Utah games just because I'm curious. They're awesome. They are good. I know, like, dude. I'm, I'm not joking. They're, they, they're are, the, they are good. You know what's funny? I got, I got clowned for saying that the, the, the Lakers should take, uh, Conley over Pat Bev. Dude, the How's Utah Jazz, I'm telling you, I'm being facetious. They're the best team in the league right now. It's not even close. They really feel like the sons of last year. Where it just wasn't close and the Suns were like so far and, and beyond the best team in the league. That's how it feels when I watch the Jazz. Like if you don't know Dude. anything about them, you're just watching the basketball game. It's so obvious that the Jazz is the best team. Dude, Jazz are like, it's crazy. How, and I think they're going to hold you know, it for who, a who while. Got, you, you know who gets the most disrespect who I've actually liked who I wanted the next year draft to? Colin oh. Sexton. I like Colin Sexton. Sexton's good. I agree. He's, he's a bucket. He's, he, yeah. He gets a lot of disrespect. I don't know if he'd fit necessarily as like the the, the, the Nick shooting guard because we, we're looking for more defensive guy. But I he's agree. A with good you. defender, he's bro. He's just honestly for a guard that is undersized for the two who can be a combo guard. He's awesome, dude. I wanted the Knicks to draft him so badly. I was like, that's the guy. When he when he was when he just bent over and just like stared at the guy, look at him in his face in college. While I was at Bam, I was like, I like that energy. I like that energy a lot. He's got that dog in him, man. He's got that dog in him. Um, yeah. So many dogs all over New York sports. I love it. Yeah, man. But I got the dog Knicks season. Going through. Dog, the season. Knicks. dog season, baby. I like the Knicks going three and one. So we both do. You just got them being the Jazz losing to OKC. I got them beating OKC and losing to Doesn't the matter how they do it, bro. Give me three and one. I like it. I'll take three that any one, day. Man. I don't care how they do it. It doesn't matter to me. Three and one, and it starts. I would like to be Brooklyn, but it's okay. Even if we lose to Brooklyn, we win the. No, 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 absolutely not. No, no, no. There's, I cannot accept losing to Brooklyn when it's just Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, who's not even playing well. He stinks. And Joe Harris isn't shooting the three well. Steph Curry, Seth Curry, I mean, isn't shooting the three well. Like this is, this is our chance, man. It's our chance. The last two seasons have been dog fights playing against the Brooklyn Nets. This is our chance to actually. To get to get one, and you know both teams are coming correct for this one. Kevin Durant was playing against New York, and Julius Randle wants to prove something. You know he will. You know he would have come to the Knicks. <laughs> but uh, my hot take on the Nets is Kyrie is going to get cut and go to the Lakers. Good lord! Wow. Really? Yeah, West, West, is Westbrook staying on that team? No. 
Westbrook's going to Westbrook is the problem is the Pacers need to start losing uh in order to finally do that trade. But I but if, if honestly you want to talk about the Lakers Okay, I guess are we on the etc section right now? Yes, Can I we ask are. you this without you yelling at me? What happens if the Lakers just start calling the Knicks every day to give us Anthony Davis? No. I'm not taking Anthony Davis, bro. I, 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 what? No, just no. I'm not doing, I'm not, we'll not do it. We'll not. Okay. Why? You would take Anthony Davis? Listen, man. Mitch Robinson is, is, is don't, don't tell me you love don't Mitch Robinson. Don't tell me you love Mitch Robinson. Davis you hate Anthony center. Davis. You can't say it. <laughs> don't, don't, say, don't, don't tell me he's playing center. If you tell me he's playing power forward, I no, can't. He's going to play center. No, that's not happening. You no, know, he just he doesn't even play center out in LA. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but yeah, he'd have to play center. It'd have it would be him and Randall, him and Hobie, and it ain't the, you know, and that sort of rotation. Listen, man, the Lakers need first round picks. They don't have any. They're the, they're the one of the worst teams in the league. Talk about three point shooter. They're, they're disgusting to watch. They need That's first amazing. round picks. I love it. I love they can't. It. They're not trying to trade first round picks. They need to accumulate them. The Knicks have a lot of them. The Knicks need a center that plays basketball. Fact, I can see that being I can see that being the tough part here with the AD. fact that we're talking about the Magic, the Lakers, and the Rockets all fighting to stink. What st- what what stinks is that LA traded their first rounder to New Orleans. So New That's Orleans what I'm saying they need picks. They but need picks, bro. They need picks. The Lakers are just ha- first of all, the Lakers are just helping out New Orleans, which is actually just killing me inside. <laughs> if they get win by Yama. To go with Zion and Brandon, I would Ingram. love it. I love the Pelicans; they deserve it, bro. They're, they're, listen, R.I.P. to David Stern, but he 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 did everything for that for that Pelicans team. <laughs> you try, I mean, poor team, bro. But I, I feel bad for the Pelicans. Poor team. Just let them live, have dude. Like, give them with Bayama. Have you been to Kick Smoothie Center? I've never been. I've actually been. I Are actually. Uh, no, it's not sick at all. Um, uh, it's right next to, it's right next to, uh, uh, the Saints, uh, Saints Arena. Um, it's a Caesar Superdome now. It was, it was Mercedes Superdome when I, when it was, when yeah. I was there. But I got to watch Giannis Antetokounmpo, rookie season, play Anthony Davis second season. Uh, courtside seats, my man. I was baseline, $80. No way. 80 bucks. You know what's funny? I was, I was planning on going, in March of 2020 to go see Knicks Pelicans. And that was literally the game right before it got canceled. Like mm-hmm. everything. But I, I wasn't hardcore playing, but like that was like, I was eyeing that game the whole time. I was down there for Knicks in New York. I've never been to New Orleans. So I wanted to go see the Knicks. That's how I plan USA city vacations. Like during the fact, you know, if like, all right, I'll go see the city. All right. What do the Knicks play? <laughs> or oh, what do the Yo. Jets play? <laughs> I like, I also like just going to like good games too. If I see them and like we're, if I'm in a city. Um, so I was down there for Mardi Gras when I got to catch that game. 80 bucks. I was like, this is no way that I'm sitting courtside for 80. It was, that's crazy. It's cool. And the empty, and the arena was empty. Like no one really showed up. And so they just, what they did was they packed everybody like down below. Like, oh, no, 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 no. You pay, you paid $10. No, no, no. Come, come, come on down. We got nobody here in March. Uh, but the game that I wish I did see, I was out in Denver one weekend. With my wife for, uh, for one of her work events. And it was the, the, the trailblazers when it was back when it was Damon CJ against 
the Nuggets, and it was a double overtime game. Tickets were pretty. Oh. Tickets were pretty nice. I didn't get to go. I was like, "Yo, you want to go to this game?" I was like, "This is too, this is a good matchup." I was like, "Tickets aren't that bad. We can we can be in the one hundred sections for a hundred dollars each." She was like, "Nah, I don't want to. I just want to chill. Go to a nice." I was like, "All right." Check the phone the next day. I was like, "How did this matchup go?" I was like, "Double overtime." You kidding? It was like a game winning shot. I was like, "I'm free basketball or free hockey is the best." Yeah, free free football hurts. That hurts your soul. That's a long time. But speaking of, I'm actually going to USC UCLA to be the Pac-12 semifinals in a, in a couple of weeks. So the, I'm excited for that game. That'll be uh, a good one. That should be sick. That'll be a good one. Well, I think that wraps up another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, et cetera podcast. Thank you all for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, et cetera podcast. You all know what to do. If you listen to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We see you guys helping us on Apple. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. If you listen on Spotify, please make sure to do the same. We really do appreciate all the stuff. It's free to do. It helps us out. If you want to see us make more content because you enjoy this content, please make sure to do so. We're also partnered with Fanside and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube channel, Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period, no one writes out, etc. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And we watch a video, hit the like button, add a comment, add to the co- leave, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. How do you feel about the Knicks? What do you think about the segment? Buy or sell? Huh? Who? Are you, what are you buying and selling, guys? We want to know. What are, you, what are you buying and selling about this team that we just talked about? want to hear your thoughts give us your takes let us know how you feel about the center position quentin grimes injury obi and randall is this what you all dreamed of let us know and while you're also over that youtube channel we got another podcast partnering with minute media winning picks weekly john video producer greg and our guy and co-host chip murphy these guys go through every single pick possible no matter what sport it is they got you covered right now it's college football nfl john's killing it He's on fire right now. He is like Julius Randle. Better yet, he is like the Boston Celtics when they faced the New York Knicks on Saturday from three. On Bro, fire. Greg, Greg's hitting crazy parlays. We have Tsunami Jones parlays that, that the NFL took away from us for bye weeks. I mean, we're, we're on fire, man. So make sure to go check him out. You need to win some money. These guys got you covered. But make sure to do so responsibly. And last and certainly not least... Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go next.